Welcome everyone to On Podcast, the On Microsoft Podcast, where we talk about Microsoft stuff on a podcast. And today, you're joined by me, Kareem Anderson, and the world's greatest co-host. Arif Bacchus. Yeah, and we got uh, some news. It's not a heavy load, but, you know, the, the wheels keep on turning in Microsoft land, and we're going to follow them uh, to wherever they go. Uh, this week, we got information on tabbed windows coming back. So the revival of Zombieland <laughs> sets, I guess. And uh, we, also, we, talking about? we also have a story here about Microsoft working on some improvements for the Windows 11 search box and also the Windows 10 search box because Windows 10 is not dead yet. Not yet, just like sets <laughs> apparently was it. Um, uh, and then we'll be talking about Android 12L being confirmed, uh, not just hoped for, but confirmed for uh, possible future Microsoft devices, even the Surface Duo, ideally. Uh, and then we'll be moving into our fast recap where we'll be talking about Improvements, uh, the Xbox improvements that fix quick resume and share buttons and stuff on the wireless controllers. Uh, what else? We also have some uh, old news about Microsoft CEO Steve Ballmer getting candid about the company's recent acquisitions. Uh, Steve Ballmer, all, all uncensored, basically. <laughs> yeah, unleashed uh, more than usual. Uh, then we'll also be talking about the Windows subsystem for Android uh, on Windows 11, getting some updates, uh, some much needed ones. There's still a lot to be done. And what else? Xbox Cloud Gaming possibly getting keyboard and mouse support. Yes. And then we'll be moving into our week ahead, uh, which is, you know, our favorite section where we're going to tout some of our reviews and some hardware that we're talking about. And that you have a Dell uh, 4K USB-C monitor that you'll be talking about. Yep. And I also purchased a Qualcomm Snapdragon developer kit. Uh, it has the Snapdragon 7C processor in it. I, I found it on eBay listed for like, I think it was like 80 bucks. And I'm like, hey, maybe it's something interesting to try out if Windows on ARM, how how is it going right now? Yeah, Lenovo's got a bunch of uh, actually stuff coming up. Uh, I also have a super powered uh, device coming from them, like an i9, like they're trying to knock the the doors off of this device and i'll give you some specs and stuff and details about it at the end of the podcast but first things first yeah i wrote about this and we've written about this for over two years now since windows uh or maybe it's actually been longer than that since windows introduced sets i think it was like apps. 2017 right so we're talking about <laughs> like four or five years now <laughs> yeah microsoft windows team back in windows 10 development uh phases we're introducing a thing called sets where we're going to be able to basically tab any window, not just the file explorer, but basically any app where you can open multiple instances and keep them organized on your window. And I know some people have mentioned in the comments of this particular article that you know we have functions in the taskbar for stuff like that, but this would have been in your windows on your screen, so you don't have to kind of shuffle down the taskbar for this. You could basically flip through different instances of, of an app uh, instead of using the hamburger menu per se and it, have it all tapped. Now it looks like uh, they're reviving this. Microsoft kind of sunset that entire project since sets is not coming. Don't expect it. Move on with your life. And here's a nice uh, acrylic hamburger menu for you instead. Now uh, it looks like with code that's been hidden in the most recent dev version of Windows 11 uh, for insiders, someone, I believe Rafael Rivera, I think is yep. his name, found uh, code. And then since then, other people kind of experimenting and find it. Uh, that they can open up in the file explorer so you can have multiple instances of things open in file explorer so if you have you know your downloads quick access uh, if you have it organized by videos pictures however you have it set up you will now be able to have tabs at the top uh, to kind of 
uh, flip through all of those uh, pretty quickly. So we're all hoping that this is going to become a full thing, but as of right now, this is just code that's been hidden uh, that isn't fully functional. There's still you know issues with it, but you know I'd say just judging by people who have been walking through it and using it, it's about 75, 70 to 70 percent complete. But it's only in the file explorer at the moment, right? Correct. You can't open up uh, like third-party edges, like third-party edges, third-party apps. <laughs> like I'm thinking about Edge because Edge is where you have all your tabs, <laughs> but you can't open third-party apps or even apps like the Microsoft Store and suddenly have a bunch of different tabs along the top like you used to have with sets. Well, this is where I wrote in my piece that maybe Microsoft's Windows team is rethinking the way sets is approached and it's no longer going to hoist upon developers to kind of implement this thing, but realize that people get the most functionality out of something like this in File Explorer, where, yeah. you know, if you're uh, transferring files between, say, a USB, you know, SSG drives or uh, between local storage, things like that, instead of having two file windows open, uh, you can just have it, you can flip through the tabs. Uh, same thing for moving files of that nature. I mean, there's a lot, this File Explorer is very robust, and this is why Microsoft is kind of taking its time to kind of redesign it and tool with it and fix with it. I mean, just for instance, uh, I was opening up uh, some files to do some uh, graphic designs, graphic work for our, pod our, our podcast. And in it, built in it is an Adobe function that allows you to open up your cloud menu from Windows File Explorer. So it's baked into that. And so this is the kind of stuff and the reason why Windows has been very hesitant because a lot of companies have built in uh, explicit code to use the file explorer and if you start tinkering with that and breaking it you're going to be breaking a lot of enterprise a lot of uh, admin stuff that's already baked into it so i think with all that being said i hope this does come to file explorer i think it's you know very needed and people will actually get a lot of use out of this uh in the future so i hope this isn't just something that shows up and then disappears once again I think Mac OS already has the same feature in the Finder where you could hit, I think it's Command, Shift, Option, T, or some weird keyboard combination because Macs have weird keyboard combinations all the time. But I think you open it somehow with somehow involving the T key and you get this cool little tabbed interface in Finder. Uh, in seeing Raphael unlock this, it seems a lot similar to what Apple has been doing in Mac OS, which is pretty nice. Yeah, like I said, it's very useful and it's just easy instead of having to guide down the sidebar and open up several, like several instances of that. And then, you know, you know, some of us have a little ADHD in us. And yeah. so uh, <laughs> you may be using a project, open up tons of files to, to get to ex a bunch of different versions of Excel or Excel projects you've been using or PowerPoint or whatever. And you forget where those are at on your desktop. This will be now, you'll be able to contain all that in one window and kind of flip through all of that when necessary. So hopefully, fingers crossed. Well, that's one unconfirmed feature for Windows 11, but a feature that just was confirmed is the search highlights feature for Windows 11. Now, this was uh, promised uh, in the changelog for the most recent build. Microsoft mentioned that uh, it's something that's coming on the way, and it's not only for Windows 11 and Windows 10. It's a feature called search, search highlights, and with it, you'll be able to basically see more stuff that you want to search for in the search box. Uh, the search box in Windows 10 and Windows 11, it will now have uh, fun illustrations that will help you discover more, uh, stay more connected, and 
be more productive. You'll notice notable and interesting moments like holidays and anniversaries and other educational moments in time, both globally and in your region. You should see some rich, bold content in Search Home uh, that highlights what's special about your day to day. And if you sign in with your work or school account, which is basically Microsoft 365 we're talking about here, you'll get organizational files and contacts and other stuff from Microsoft Search in your Windows 10 or Windows 11 search box. But as we always say here every week, some people might not like this and it'll be optional. You can go into settings, privacy and security and search settings and toggle show search highlights off if it's something that you don't necessarily like. But I'm pretty sure it's something that people will like because more of your content will be up in front and center and more stuff from the web, like stuff that's happening, like the weather or say your favorite sports or even some pictures from your OneDrive or whatnot that you were looking at. They'll be more surfaced and upfront for you to look at, but it's not something that's available today on the day that we're recording. Microsoft said they'll be coming early next week and promised that a future blog post will have more information. Yeah, uh, as you said, some people like it, some people won't. Uh, judging by the screenshot that they use, I can see why some people won't because it right. feels like they're they've rearranged widgets <laughs> to put it in the search. Yeah, uh, since they couldn't get us with it, putting it off to the side of the screen or off to the right or left, they're now going to kind of shovel it into the start menu. Uh, it seems like Microsoft has been trying to find a way to contextualize information to people uh, because they don't have the same amount of nodes and access points as Google does to everyone's information. Uh, it looks like a lot of advertising for most people. Uh, I know when I go to my Google Now section, there are things I've curated, like I follow uh, certain uh, publications for comics and for actors and for tech and stuff like that. And it shows up and it, you know, since it's an abundance, it seems like the kind of stuff I want to be in. I don't do the same sort of thing with Bing necessarily. Uh, and so this is why a lot of their stuff just looks like advertising. It's not things that are contextualized to you. Hopefully over time, this section will follow that. You'll start to see uh, if you have certain meetings at certain times that uh, it gives you information about uh, what time that meeting is, yep. locations uh, for like restaurants or things like that, if it's a lunch or, or noon meeting, things like that, uh, contextualizes the things that you write. So if you have certain articles or files that are, you know, Excel or PowerPoint or Word or whatever, it'll start to put things that, you know, you might have researched or searches that you've done to correlate with that in that section. There's a lot that can be done that can make that area very robust. Uh, it just depends on how Microsoft decides to go about it. And that's the key here. If they take their time and allow people to put the things they want in there and then uh, extrapolate from that what they want versus like, hey, we know you like looking at the weather, so here's a <laughs> random ad for AccuWeather. Like nobody, nobody wants that. But why is it coming to Windows 10? I, I think a couple years ago, was it a couple months ago, the search thing that Microsoft uses went down. So if you opened your search box on Windows 10, you literally got nothing. So is it like a cloud, cloud server-side update that they're planning to roll out, or is it something that's baked into Windows 10 or and Windows 11 that will come in a featured update? Because we know... Windows 10 is only getting once a year update updates now, and so is Windows 11. How do you think it will be rolled out? I think it's a cloud-based, uh, a server-side thing that they're going to do, but I also think it's a strategic thing to do to get people to transition to Windows 11 right, right. Uh, much smoother. And I know that they have what is this, three and a half, three years or so before the end of Windows 10, so they're going to have to get people uh, to be, you know, use mindful 
of the UI, uh, and this is how you start to do that. Uh, you start to take, you know, I know uh, there are options in Windows 11 now to kind of move it over to the left-hand side, the uh, start menu and the taskbar. So you can start molding some of that stuff into the start menu of Windows 10, getting it to kind of look the same way, but off, you know, in the same location, and then start baking all this other stuff. So when it's they get Windows 11 and it's in the center, it's like, okay, well, I've already seen this UI. I know that I get a new uh, contextualized start menu. Like I've seen all this stuff. It's everything I need. All my stuff's here. The admins set it up the same exact way. Windows 11 is a no-brainer versus people complaining like, oh, can you give us an extension for three more years of support? That's going to cost Microsoft dev time and money. So now it's time for the third topic, which is Android 12L on these. I had one thing to say before we jumped into that, because this uh, this update that we're talking about that uh, kind of hides the sets menu and uh, talks about the uh, updates coming to quick uh, to the start menu also brought with it, uh, I think, a sort of controversial thing we talked about in the chat, which is uh, ClipChamp. Oh, yeah, right. The new two inbox apps that were delivered in this Windows 11 Insider build that everyone was complaining about because you need to pay, what is it, $98 to export videos in this? Yeah, in I this, wanted to get uh, your thoughts on this. I know, I know our editor-in-chief, he and I were going back and forth, and I, I was saying that this is a missed, another missed opportunity to Microsoft, at least as of right now. Things are subject to change when this becomes uh, you know, a public release versus the dev release. But as of right now, all it is, it feels like Candy Crush. It's, it's more of an advertisement. They bought the entire company to then put them in the start menu, to then send people to a service fee for it. I mean, like, the idea was that you would get this, turn it into iMovie, and and this is how you start to get wean people off of, you don't necessarily get them off Final right. Cut, but you, yeah. you, you work them into, or at least uh, off the platform, into agnostic things, because this is, you know, accessible through the web, this is accessible on Windows, you can get it on Mac, things like that. You know, this becomes your, your uh, low-tier version of DaVinci Resolve. I I don't know if it's something that's final yet because even though it's an inbox app right now, you know it is in the dev channel and things in the dev channel can change. And now that Clip what is it Clipchamp is in their house of apps that Microsoft has, it could change at any time. You could they could change the whole thing and give everyone a Clipchamp Clipchamp for free. You never know, but. Even if I, I use what uh, Filmora run the share and I think it is a hundred dollars or one hundred twenty nine dollars for a one time thing where you buy it and there's no watermarks or anything. But I think the price that they're charging for Klimchamp is a little bit too much for a yearly subscription. They need to. Well, yeah, yeah. they're not even doing by res. They're doing it by resolution at, at that. Like you can, I think. Right. I think it's seven twenty p is nine bucks or something like right. that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ten eighty is a little higher than that. I think you get four. Was it four? Or whatever for yeah. free for free. Uh, I, I just wanted to get your thoughts, and I just feel like again, this feels like Microsoft is not doing the right thing when they when people have been begging for an iMovie version. Like we had Windows Media Live, we've since not had it for a long time. They've tried to work with their photos and video app. Uh, people thought that this would be the second coming. You take ClipChamp, you integrate it in there. And again, I get it if they want to get people who uh, maybe jump from Windows to Mac, but they still want to keep the within a Microsoft account, what right. you do is you do the same thing you do for Office. You subsidize that by saying, hey, I will give you ClipChamp for, for one year free, the same way that they do, I think, their Office subscriptions when you buy a device. It's like, yeah, here's yep. six months, try Windows. I, even Adobe does three months on like Surface devices. So 
why not tell people, hey, you can get CryptChamp at, at 1080p or 4 or 2K or however high it can go for one year when you buy a Windows device. It's on your device. It's and, and then once they start using it, they may say like, hey, you know what? I do want to keep the subscription. Maybe I don't want to keep the Windows device, but I do want to keep my Microsoft account. And I do want to keep this service going on my Mac. And there, you have a person that's still paying you. Well, if you guys see that the podcast is in 480p resolution next week, you know why. It's because, <laughs> and if Arif, a watermark. It's because Arif decided to switch to ClipChamp to do his video editing for free on Windows 11 and the Dev Channel. And if it has a big giant watermark, you know why too. <laughs> you blame Microsoft for that. <laughs> exactly. Now get I, us I into the on. third topic, which is the Android 12L being confirmed for the Surface Duo. Confirmed in quotation marks because it's Google confirmed. <laughs> Confirming, not Microsoft confirming. Yeah, um, Google has done Microsoft a solid by confirming that they will grant Microsoft the permission to use Android 12L uh, <laughs> on the dual device. Uh, uh, you know that this is, and this is big. Like we joke about it, but think about what happened to Android 12 uh, coming, or Android, yeah, Android 11 coming to the original deal. It was uh, 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 kind of held back because of. Google's, you know, lastidaisical approach to pushing the update through the Google Play services. Like Google holds a lot of, holds many of the cards of Microsoft's fate for the Duo. And the fact that they are now saying that this, you know, update, this dot release is actually going to come to the Duo, which should give it, you know, better, uh, should help large screen devices, large screen tab or foldables and things like that, that they're going to help push this at the same time as uh, everything else, like a Samsung Fold 4 or Fold Three, whatever comes out, or whatever uh, other random Chinese manufacturers might get. This <laughs> is still big. So uh, yeah, they Google has come out and confirmed. Not just Microsoft saying like we hope that it hits devices, but Google saying that this will reach devices uh, is big. So we're gonna be looking forward to this later in the year. Again, this is uh, I think Android 12 is still getting uh, some updates uh, to it as as we speak. Uh, we don't expect to see Android 12L start to show any. Uh, I think beta releases until a couple months from now. So, it, you know, we could be seeing 12L come late summer for devices. And with that being said, there's also, you know, the rumor that Microsoft is going to take a year off this year anyway with the Duo. So we won't be seeing the 12L come to a new device, but hopefully refined experiences from a Duo 2. Uh, hopefully, ideally, fingers crossed for the original Duo for people who rushed out and bought one like myself. Uh, this, you know, taking a year off, so to speak, from hardware should help Microsoft refine the software. All right, and that said, it's now time for our fast recap and giving us uh, 10 minutes once again, and we have a couple of different stories to get to, the first of which is the March Xbox update. Now, this uh, some of the features in the March Xbox update were in testing with uh, Xbox Insiders for a while, but the number one feature that you guys might enjoy is the ability to customize the share button on the Xbox Series S and Xbox Series X controllers, the new Xbox controller, basically. So now you could tweak out that button and switch it to anything you want to do, say open your friends list or open another game or open another specific app. It, the, the window, the world is yours now. You could do anything you want with <laughs> that button if you're not never you really used it to do uh, anything relating to sharing which is what it was intended for and the also the other new feature in the march xbox update is the ability to pin two games to quick resume it's a it's a big feature that people had asked for and microsoft also cleaned up the quick resume feature so now it's a little more obvious which games work with quick resume and which games don't before it was just a random list of uh, titles here and there that showed up there, but now it's more clear. 
Yeah. Um, it seems like, you know, the Xbox, for those of you who still are able to get an Xbox right now, you have some cool new features coming uh, coming your way. The next thing we have up is Steve Ballmer Unleashed. Uh, <laughs> of it. Uh, it actually is uh, It's more of a sensational headline than what actually is being said. He was being interviewed by uh, the folks over at GeekWire. They have a GeekWire podcast. And they brought him on to actually talk about USA uh, Facts, which is his nonprofit uh endeavor it's an online endeavor where he basically uh puts disclosures for financial spending specifically for governments and politics and whatnot so you can kind of see uh, how your money is being distributed uh it's in the u.s so uh as of right now i believe they're trying to expand it uh internationally but you can see how much you know where your money is going specifically in the defense budget uh where your politicians are putting you know millions of dollars in, in campaign donations things of that nature that's where they brought him on to speak but in bringing him on and he's steve Ballmer. He ended up wading into uh, Microsoft acquisitions uh, as a former uh, CEO. It's interesting to always see what his opinions are or what their opinions are on their predecessors. And he kind of spoke to uh, what Satya Nadella and Microsoft have been doing uh, since he's been gone. And uh, we get some nice quotes from him, uh, basically summing up that he thinks Microsoft is doing a fantastic job. Obviously biased because he's one of the company's largest stakeholders, <laughs> former CEO, former co-founder. So he... Uh, he has, I mean, he has uh, every right to be uh, bullish and optimistic on the company, but he also admits that um, in some of his disclosures that uh, the Nokia deal, which <clears throat> I don't know why my voice is creaking, the Nokia deal was actually uh, the, a, a board decision, and that he, you know, basically took a lot of fight for it. Uh, as spectacularly as it fizzled out, uh, apparently the board wanted to do this, but didn't know or didn't have a set plan for it, and they kind of just was like, hey, Ballmer, do what you do best with it and get it working. He was like, well, we don't even know how to really do phones at, at scale like this. And so this is part of the reason why it fizzled out. And he you know, was all for, or he was backing Sasha Nadella's play to basically unload that uh, business, as unfortunate as it was for the people of Finland uh, who, who lost lots of jobs, things of that nature. Uh, you know, That was what they did. But anyway, he goes on to basically say that uh, they had also been looking at uh, Activision Blizzard for some time. So this is, you know, he's been gone for seven years or so. Uh, he's been saying that they were trying to acquire or at least look at Activision for a time prior to that. And that Microsoft got it at the best deal that they think they could have. So imagine what Activision would have sold for prior to this if uh, they didn't have any of the allegations and things were coming down at the time that they were. Uh, but this is also prior to them having blockbuster uh, quarters based on games like Call of Duty and some other things. Uh, last bit of information, he's basically saying that uh, he, what did he say? Oh, the number of acquisitions are great. Uh, and that he also uh, thinks that they're doing a good job of the way that they're kind of transitioning these companies. He personally, had questioned the LinkedIn uh, acquisition, but he admitted that there was egg in his face because it turned out to be great. So uh, again, these are things that, uh, you know, that uh, Ballmer was basically giving the pat on the back to Nadella. Uh, lastly, uh, you know, what we're saying that, you know, he didn't believe in a lot of this stuff. He also, uh, I think another employee, when, at, when asked about Ballmer, mentioned that uh, he was also big into cloud, Ballmer was and Xbox, which are kind of two of the big things that are we're talking about as of uh, lately. 
that uh, he kept investing money in the cloud and into Nadella's uh, cloud group, which helped pivot him in the CEO position. And he was very bullish on Xbox when even uh, at the time, Bill Gates, he had to basically convince Bill Gates to keep it alive and going. And as you can see now, those two things have turned out great for the company. I would recommend people go check out the podcast. His section uh, on Microsoft is about four minutes. It's about a it's a forty minute long podcast where they do talk about a ton of great things. Uh, they talk about uh, the dynamic. Uh, they talk about disclosures, uh, defense disclosures, Ukraine conflict. Uh, if Obama were president, what he would say during uh, State of the Dress Union investments and investments in behavioral health for kids which is big uh, especially now that we have kids coming out of the pandemic and uh you know we want to make sure that they are healthy and well going into the new normal so go check it out and that said the second the what is it the third story now in the fast recap is the windows subsystem for android getting updated for windows insiders uh, this launched publicly on the public version of Windows 11 a couple weeks ago, but Microsoft is always tweaking the Windows subsystem for Android, just like they did with the Windows subsystem for Linux. And there's a couple of new features and updates that they have now. And the most important one is now the Windows subsystem for Android will be able to take advantage of hardware accelerated H.264 decoding. This means that apps and video apps in particular that use videos or play videos will now be able to look better and perform better on Windows 11. And some other updates, uh, they also updated the MSAA so for several apps and games. So now those those games should perform better. And they also made improvements to general input. So your scrolling and opening and touching apps with your finger should perform a little bit better than they did in the past. Yeah. Uh, and then the last of our uh, list of uh, quick action items <clears throat> is uh, we're seeing several improvements for keyboard and mouse support for Xbox Gaming. I yep. thought this would be a no-brainer, but I can now, as I've run it through and say it out loud, there are probably issues with latency that they're working on. Uh, so this is probably why it's taking some time for implementation because you know we do get uh, touch controls with the regular controls, uh, but you know maybe it's something that has to do with mouse and keyboard uh, latency. But they're working on implementation of that. Uh, we should be getting it soon, I believe. I don't think it's out just yet, but uh, it should be coming to xCloud soon. Uh, yeah, they mentioned it in a stream about Microsoft. Of all things, Microsoft Flight Simulator. They were there was a, a forum, the weekly community forum, where the game devs talk uh, with the community, and this uh, support for keyboard or mouse came up in the stream, and they confirmed that it's on the way. Yes. So those of you, get ready for it. And now it's time for our week ahead segment. Yeah, I'll let you get first because you have very exciting things to talk about. Yeah, more hardware. The Dell 27 4K USB-C hub monitor, otherwise known as P2723QE. It's a USB-C hub monitor. Rolls off the tongue. (laughs) With a little magnetic uh, speaker bar at the bottom where you're able to not have to plug physical speakers into your monitor. And it's a nice little communications hub, especially if you're doing Teams calls or a lot of Zoom calls or Skype calls. Uh, It looks awesome. It performs awesome. And my full review should be coming by the end of next week. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Then we have uh, Qualcomm Snapdragon Developer Kit. Yeah, I ordered one off of uh, eBay and the Snapdragon Developer Kit. If you guys don't know what it is, it's basically a little mini tower PC, not tower PC, just a little tiny PC that fits in the palm of your hand 
that has a Snapdragon 7C chip inside. And it's intended for developers to code apps and different games and stuff for Windows and ARM, basically. So what is this like? I was curious. I want to know what would life be like living with the world's first mini Qualcomm Snapdragon PC in my hand. So there we go. I'll do hands-on with it next week. Yeah, uh, and I have uh, the ThinkPad P17 Gen 2 coming in. Uh, so this is their performance uh, laptop, which comes with a Intel Core i9. Wasn't that uh, just announced it, at CES? Or yeah. Is it, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, and so the i9 is coming in. Uh, with, I mean, that particular configuration, we also have uh, 64 gigabytes of memory, an Intel WM590 chipset, an NVIDIA RTX uh, A5000, 16 gigabyte GDDR6, uh, uh, as well with that. We got memories, four memory slots for DDR RAM as well. Well, I don't know if they if they'll give me uh, all of that space for that. Uh, and then we can also, I mean, we can, which gives you enough space to do 128 gigabytes of memory. So, I mean, for all those people that were just like, you know, drooling over the uh, new M1 Ultra or whatever, uh, <laughs> this this you know, if if I can get my hands on both, I can test them both and see how well these do. Because and this isn't a laptop, by the way, not just the clunky. Uh, tower mini tower pc as, as uh, apple introduced so uh it'll probably be loud it'll probably be heavy but it'll be fun to kind of test that and see if i can you know get all ray tracing stuff done uh, in developer mode and, and do all the uh cad stuff that i normally do and add more textures and things like that so i got a beast of a computer coming up to try out i just i'm wrapping up my legion uh, tower uh pc and i'm boxing this up so hopefully you guys will be getting this soon i'll see if we can start the uh giveaway website for you guys and get some uh, contestants on here. And I believe that's it on my end. Oh, and uh, my 4K uh, Nexigo uh, webcam monitor testing. I don't have it set up here, but I have set it up at home. And it's amazing. Uh, and I think it's selling for like 120 bucks or something like that. So for those of you who want a great 4K webcam without doing a DSLR, this might be an option for you. Yeah, we always have the fun toys here on on podcasts. Yes, and keep them coming, people. We love them. <laughs> All right, and that said, I think we hit the end of the show now, so I'll leave you for the traditional outro. Yeah, you can find me at Mindhead1 on Twitter. Where can people find you? Abac Jern. Yeah, and for all news on uh, about uh, Microsoft, Microsoft-related news, or tangentially related to Microsoft, you can visit us on Microsoft.com, or you can go down to Microsoft at Twitter as well. Uh, just type it in the search. Our uh, Twitter handle should pop up first uh, at the top. We are, I believe, validated. We had to give a blue check mark, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so we are official. Uh, and for those of you who are into gaming, uh, I always mention this every uh, week. You can go visit our Pinterest page uh, on Microsoft. Just put in the hashtag, and all the uh, uh, pins are, are up there. And Brad's doing a great job of that, keeping us updated on those things. Visit our Instagram if you want to see out some memes or check out some old uh, clips from old podcasts. I believe that should be it. All right, everyone. And as always, see you again soon. Same place, same time. Yeah, everyone stay safe. We are uh, kind of crawling out of the, uh, from underneath the rock, so do it slowly, do it carefully, and I look forward to seeing all of you hopefully in person soon. Take care, everyone.